everybody, I'm Jonathan Randall, and welcome to another episode of How You Like Me Now. I want to thank everybody who's been tuning on YouTube or listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, I'm in the new studio at the Lower East Side doing this all by my lonesome, but uh, I have something to say, and I'm going to say it, even though I think maybe I shouldn't say it sometimes. I actually think a girl I went out with watched an episode of the podcast, and she's like, oh, I'm never seeing this guy again. Uh, but hey, what can you do? I'm going to do me, and if they don't like it, they don't have to. Um, that girl did do me, and was actually the worst sex I ever had in my life, and it was kind of funny because uh, she was bragging to me before we had sex how her number is so low how she hasn't had sex with a lot of people and then we had sex and it was awful and I was like girl I think you need to have sex with a couple more people because you don't know what you're doing um, and despite the horrible sex I was still gonna see her again uh, because I was gonna give it another try I was gonna give another chance sometimes first times can be awkward she wasn't interested hey it's all good what could you do uh, I'm still out there I'm still looking for love uh, looking for gigs, <laughs> looking for shows that I could perform on. I feel like I'm looking for uh, a lot of things. Uh, speaking about girls I dated, for those of you that are following, you know, the drama of the girl who ghosted me but then left the jacket at my place, I actually decided this week, and I did, I actually just sent the jacket back to a uh, uh, one of the places where she works, she owns some businesses, so I just sent the jacket there. Uh, you know, for a while I was like, oh, she doesn't deserve for me to send it there after the way she treated me and ghosted me. But you know what? The more I thought about it, I know that jacket meant something to her. She had told me that it was her grandfather's jacket and he passed and then she took it and, you know, so I wanted to get it back to her. So I sent it back to her. I thought, uh, you know, why not do the right thing? I did really like that girl. I thought it was very unfortunate what happened that I never heard from her. I'm not really sure why she decided to ghost me, but hey, I'm a difficult guy. I, I, apparently, I have a hard time with people. Uh, I'm not very close with my family. They give me a hard time. Uh, I often lose friends that I care about. I've lost a couple in the last couple years that meant a lot to me. That you know, uh, it saddens me. I had a, a good friend of mine, actually, a fellow comedian, who I, I just adored this guy. Uh, I respected him so much creatively and just as a person. And I was so jazzed about our friendship. And he kind of just uh, disappeared too. Uh, I wouldn't say he ghosted me, but he definitely just kind of stopped showing any interest in our friendship and it really kind of broke my heart a little bit but hey if people don't want to be in your life you got to just let them go you can't force anybody to do so and you know i want to surround myself with people that realize that i'm a great fucking guy and you know they want me around and if you don't laters anyways uh, i don't know was that like self-pity or was that me like taking my power back i don't know uh perhaps i reveal too much on this podcast is something that i was thinking about you know last week when i was talking about you know some of my suicidal thoughts but i just want to be honest and i just want to be authentic and i just want to say what pops in my mind and speak freely and if people can't handle that, then I guess they can't handle me. And what could you do? As my friend Mike says, not everybody could handle the Randall. Um, so a lot going on this week uh, in the world. I definitely want to talk about that. You know, I was talking about dating. So one thing I definitely want to talk about is paying on dates. Who should pay on dates? A lot of people talk about this. And listen, if you know a woman and you've been pursuing her for a while and she's in your friend group or she's someone that you know from work or from the gym or something and you're finally going to go out, 
I would definitely recommend paying. But if you meet a girl on an app and you don't like know this woman at all and you're meeting for the first time, like I would really try to recommend maybe you buying the first round and encouraging her to buy the next round or, you know, get it there a little early, buy yourself a drink. And then when she gets there, she could buy a drink. And then after you both finish those drinks, if you think that you want to continue, offer to buy her a drink. But this whole thing that is just like the man should pay, I am totally against that. I do not think that that should be the way it is. I know personally, I'm looking for a partner. I'm not looking for like a sugar baby. And don't get me wrong. Like when I have a girlfriend, I treat them very well. I'm happy to like take them out and do things. But that's when I already am invested in this person and they're invested in me and I know that we're gonna like you know have some sort of like future together not like going you know I hear these stories from guys where they go out with a girl on a for first date and they blow a couple hundred bucks and then they never see the girl again and like don't do that guys don't invest too much into somebody when there's not something worth investing in uh, I always have this idea that there should be like a dating app where like if you agree to go out with somebody like you both let's say like pay 10 bucks on the app and then like when you go meet at the bar that 10 bucks each goes to your first drinks. And then if you want to continue from there, that's something you could decide to do. But, uh, you know, I went out with a girl last night and we went out, we went to one place and we got a bunch of drinks and food. And I actually dated this girl before COVID. And then we both got COVID and we kind of just like fell apart. I actually think she's the girl that gave me COVID uh, the first time. Uh, and we reconnected and we went out. And so I, I paid, but then we went out to another bar and she paid. And I was like, yes, this is the way it should be. You know, we're both contributing to the date and to possibly a relationship if we have. And that's the kind of partner I want to have. And I encourage people to find the same. And if you're a girl with this attitude that the guy should pay or be a man and pay, I definitely don't want to have anything to do with you. And I would recommend that if a guy's going out with a girl like that, they should run. So last night, I was at a bar. I was with this girl. Uh, we went out in Brooklyn, and she took me to this bar. It was a very nice, uh, cool little bar. I had a good time. But sitting next to us was this guy, and he looked so familiar. I'm like, I know this guy. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Is this guy Jeffrey Wright, who's an incredible actor? Most recently, he played uh, Commissioner Gordon in the new Batman movies. I'm a huge fan fan of the movie Basquiat where he plays Basquiat and it is just such an incredible amazing performance of course he was also in the show Westworld and the whole time this girl's talking to me and all I could think of is that Jeffrey Wright sitting like right next to us and I never know what's the appropriate thing to do in these situations because it's not just about like telling Jeffrey Wright oh my gosh I'm a fan and thank you for the amazing like art that you contribute to the world that not only has entertained me but give me a different perspective on the human condition, but you know, I'm an actor and a writer and a filmmaker and a comedian, and I would love to work with Jeffrey Wright in like any capacity. And I always kind of like feel like, oh my gosh, should I like try to hit him up and talk to him and you know, see if I could get like his number or something, or like that we could be in contact again and I could work with him in some way, or he could come to one of my comedy shows. And I never know what to do, and perhaps I blew the opportunity uh, by not like you know, saying something something to him and introducing myself to him, but I also want to respect him and, you know, he's just trying to go out and have a drink and enjoy happy hour and not be, like, accosted by some, like, crazy guy who wants to, like, you know, work with him 
and network with him, which I'm sure plenty of actors and artists see him and interact with him. But I thought it was really cool. It was funny. The girl was telling me how much she doesn't really like television shows and she doesn't watch movies. And Jeffrey Wright was just like sitting like right there the whole time. Um, anyways, Jeffrey Wright is an amazing actor. Check out all his body of work. I don't know what I should do in the future, but I think I'm going to try to start like talking and, and saying things to him. Uh, to celebrities that I meet or that I come across and seeing if maybe I could establish some sort of relationship because networking is so key in this game and it's very important. So I got to start doing it better not get nervous or like afraid. You know, a lot of people say fear is should be like your compass in life. You know, like if you're afraid of something, that's like the universe kind of telling you that that's the thing you should do. And I, I, I do believe in that. And I, I, I do feel like I want to live my life like that. Like if I'm afraid of something, that's the thing that I need to go towards. That's the thing that I really need to do. So, um, you know, I, I'm going to try to take my own advice that I'm saying right now and do that in the future. So maybe I will be annoying. Maybe they'll be like, no, I don't want to have anything to do with you. But I think it's better to like try than not to try. Anyways, now I feel like I'm giving a little bit of a TED talk or something, but I'm just trying to talk about, you know, what's happening in my life, what's going on. I'm trying to find a new therapist. I've been having such a hard time doing so. I must have called between like 50 and 75 different therapists this week in New York City, and they're all like, I'm sorry, our schedules are totally full. We can't see anybody new right now. And I'm like, that's how depressed people are in New York. We're like, it's impossible to find a therapist. It's kind of crazy, but I think I might have found one, uh, so that could be good. I recommend people see a therapist, talk to somebody. You know, some people look down on therapy, but I think there's nothing wrong with, like, having someone that you're expressing your feelings, your thoughts. Uh, you know, this podcast is kind of a little bit of a therapy to me. Sorry that you guys aren't getting paid to listen to me talk about whatever's on my mind right now. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with seeing a therapist. And, of course, if you're struggling with anything, I know I struggle with things. If you are struggling with anything, especially with suicidal thoughts, definitely reach out to someone, whether it's a therapist or a friend, and talk to somebody. And know that you're not alone. Hit me up on social media, man. We could chat for a little bit because I want good things for everybody. I especially want good things in Israel and Palestine. I know this has become such a huge part of who I am and my identity um, and, you know, I definitely want to make a difference. I definitely want to acknowledge Israel's crimes. I definitely want to change the perception of Jews that many people have, but I definitely don't want to just be spreading hatred towards Israel. I'm trying to find a way, you know, with my content and my videos to change it up a little bit. I really want to try to start this new movement about peace, about coming together, about letting, you know, the past go. I know it's hard to do, and it's much easier for me to say being an American white Jew in New York City, but change needs to start somewhere. And if I could be an agent of change in any way to make the world a better place, well, that'd be way more fulfilling for my life. And I feel like I contributed something positive to it. And like, that's like, why else are we here? But to have a positive impact on the world and hopefully the people around us. And I definitely want to have a positive impact with what's happening in Israel and Palestine. Unfortunately, you know, yesterday there was a raid in the West Bank. It was one of the worst uh, in years. I believe 10 people were killed. And uh, a lot of people have been hitting me up. Where's your video about this? When are you going to make a video about this? And I, I don't know what to say. I'm at such a loss. 
because I don't want to spread hatred for Israel. Of course, I want to call them out for what they do wrong, like killing a six-year-old woman who was caught on the crossfire, which is absolutely horrible. Uh, and I think about 10 people were killed. But, you know, there's a little bit more to the story. And apparently the IDF raided uh, this refugee camp in the West Bank, the, the Janin. I, I hope I say that right. I, I might not. Um, excuse me if I'm not. I have a hard time pronouncing some things. I'm trying to work on it. Um, anyways, they found out about an imminent uh, attack that was going to happen in Israel, uh, most likely on civilians. So they went to stop it. And then this uh, Palestinian Islamic Jihad group they opened fire on the IDF, and the IDF, of course, fired back. Of course, they're going to fire back if you shoot at them. If you throw a rock at them, they're going to shoot at you. Like, what, what do you think is going to happen if you— And they got killed. So, uh, you know, uh, listen, uh, if you're going to terrorize civilians, then— uh, And you get killed, like, ooh, like, I'm sorry, but, like, don't do that. I always say, you know, Palestinian violence just ends up hurting Palestinians more, and it does. And then, you know, Gaza, apparently they sent missiles into Israel as a response. Hamas did of what happened. And then, of course, what happens? Israel goes and starts gazing bomb, uh, bombing Gaza. And, I mean, it's this is just like a fight that, like, I'm sorry, but, like, Israel has one of the, like, what, the 10th best army in the world or something? They have one of the most sophisticated armies in the world? Like, I... I you don't want to go up against them. They're going to come back tenfolds, and that's what always happens. That's why there's like 20 times as many Palestinian deaths as there are Israelis. Don't get me wrong. All death is bad. I'm not, I, I'm not like saying like, oh, there should be more Israeli death. Definitely not. I don't want any death. But that's why one reason why it's so disproportionate, because Israel has such an advanced army. So then like when you're trying to like have violence against Israel, it's just going to come back at you and just be worse. And like, I don't want that to happen. We got to figure out a way to have, you know, peaceful protests. And people have done that in the past, whether it's Martin Luther King or Mahatma Gandhi, which really he used to talk about peaceful protests and how much is important and, and re not resorting to violence and nonviolent protests. And that's what I want more of. And, you know, I saw people in the UK, they went and they kind of um, vandalized, you know, uh, different facilities that were contributing to, you know, Israeli like weapons manufacturing. And I'm like, good, this is what we need. More of this type of protest that isn't costing people their lives and isn't isn't costing lives. And I'm, I'm sorry. Listen, I want Palestine to be free. I do. I, I really do. I feel like anybody that follows me sees that, like, I, I have a passion to help these people who are related to us. We, we are related, okay? We share this same Y chromosome. Studies have been done and they're indistinguishable from one another, okay? And yes, I know what happens was Jew Jews were expelled from, you know, the land Israel and Palestine and they did go to Europe and they mingled with European women and that's how we got like Ashkenazi Jews. That's what happened. But we all come from the same place. We're related and this family feud has to end. We got to figure out a way that we could come together and create a better future because we're so hung up on the past. It's stopping us. It's, it's hurting our children. It really is. I want, you know, I hope there could be, Martin Luther King talked about, you know, a future where children of all races could be dancing together. And I hope that there could be a future where Palestinian and Israel children could be dancing together and, and we could be the family that we are because we are cousins and there are, 
you know, plenty, plenty of Jews and Israelis that I have seen calling out Israel's atrocities uh, that want Palestine to be free, that are totally against the fundamental human rights abuses that Israel does on the Palestinian people. But I've got to be honest, I haven't seen a lot of creators, a lot of videos, a lot of uh, content of uh, people from the other side calling out their leadership, calling out, you know, these militant groups that, you know, want to cause harm to civilians. I don't see that. And I, I, I want to see that. Where is that? I don't want to just see hatred, blind hatred. It's just so much hatred to Israel. And when I can't see anybody calling out on the other side, the leadership on the other side, calling out some of these you know, terrorist groups, I, I do have to wonder if people that get upset with me, my friends, my family, who think that I'm betraying my own people by you know, speaking out so adamantly about Israel's crimes that you know, the hatred is... Jew hatred. And it's not only about Israel. It goes deeper. It's about Jew hatred. And that's why they won't call out their own side for the wrongdoings that they do. And if you want to say that their sides are only innocent, I'm sorry, but that just isn't true. You know, I had such an awful experience on social media this week where, you know, I'm trying to, you know, be more positive. I'm trying to uh, talk about peace and how we could work together and how we can make a better world and not just spread hatred. And um, I was starting to, you know, there was a creator. I saw some content. I made some comments and we started to have a back and forth. And this, this, this girl, she, you know, has a lot of content that's pro-Palestinian and anti-Israel, which is fine. But, uh, you know, I asked her some questions about, you know, calling out Palestinian leadership and holding them accountable. And she told me that when I hold Israel accountable, she'll hold Hamas accountable. And I was like, hey, have you seen my account? I've made hundreds of videos holding Israel out accountable. Anyway, she said, oh, yes, I, 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 you have. I'm sorry. She still didn't speak out against like Hamas or any of these other militant groups. And I didn't push her on it. But then she started tagging me on like other people's comments on her videos that were saying like Israel forever or, you know, just saying other things, none of which I thought were too hateful. Believe me, I get much more hateful comments from people on both sides. And I'm like, you want me to hold some idiot troll accountable for commenting on your videos, but you won't, I hold the Israeli government accountable. I hold the IDF accountable, okay? I hold the Jewish people accountable for letting atrocities that happen to us, today's uh, International Holocaust Remembrance Day, happen to other people like the Palestinians. And you won't even hold anyone from your own side accountable. And then she just wrote back, oh, you just want to play games. I'm like, I'm the one playing games? You're the one playing games. You're the one that's making me question making my videos because I just don't want it to be about spreading hatred. I want it to be about finding ways to move forward in peace. And I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know what to do, but I know that something needs to be done. And as a Jew, I feel like it's important to represent my people in a better way and to find a way to, to establish peace because that's what we need. We need a peaceful coexistence between Palestine and Israel to create a better world, not only for the Palestinians, not only for Israelis to feel safe, but for the whole world. And I feel like, why are we at odds? We'd be so much stronger together. It would be so much better if we had each other's backs instead of constantly trying to stab each other in them.
So I'm I'm very sorry for what happened in Jenin. You know, I'm very sorry for any loss of life, especially for the six-year-old woman who got caught in the crossfire. But if you're going to perpetrate violence against Israel, Israel's going to come out on top. They are. They have this sophisticated army, okay? If I go up to, like, some swole dude who works out every day and is 6'6 six, six and 300 pounds and start kicking him, he's going to punch me in the face and I'm going to get the shit kicked out of me. And it's going to be horrible. And I don't want that. And so, you know, you got to use your best judgment. And that's what I got to say. And don't do that. I know people are like, oh, well, what do you want? You just want us to bend down and bend over and, you know, just submit. No, you don't have to submit, but you have to be smart. You have to think about the people around you, the people that live around you. You got to think about the future and not just be totally obsessed with the past. Oh, wow. I mean, that's so much. And there's a lot I need to learn and there's a lot I don't know, but I, I am trying. And I know, again, I'm just some white Jew living in New York City in America, but I care about the Palestinian people and I really hope that one day you can be free and you can uh, accept Israel and live together uh, in peace and prosperity and create a better world for all. Um, you know, uh, another thing I wanted to, you know, it's hard, it's hard to really talk about anything else when you're talking about something like that, that, you know, is so, you know, important and is so significant in the world. And then just, you know, there's no easy segues for me to talk about how, you know, nerd out on how like some shows got canceled that I like, but let's try to make the segue. Uh, Doom Patrol and the Titans uh, both got canceled on HBO Max. They were shows that were part of kind of like, you know, the DC universe. Now that James Gunn is taking over, there's a huge shakeup and those shows got canceled. I am sad to see them go. I think they were both incredible and really great shows. You should check out the episodes. Doom Patrol is really fantastic. It started Brendan Fraser's comeback uh, and now he's probably going to win an Oscar. He, he's getting a, a lot of uh, attention right now and people are so happy that he's back and he played the voice of Robot Man. So I definitely recommend uh, checking that out. Uh, and uh, I'm sorry to see those shows go, but uh, life goes on. Um, speaking about shows that are never going to be the same, uh, Justin Roiland, the guy who co-created Rick and Morty and the voice of Rick and Morty, is no longer going to be part of Rick and Morty because he was charged with a felony count of domestic battery with corporal injury and a felony count of false imprisonment by menace, violence, fraud, and or deceit from a 2020 incident with an ex-girlfriend of his. So uh, Cartoon Network has, you know, ended all ties with him. I think so did Hulu. Apparently he stepped down from his video company. They're going to still have a seventh season of Rick and Morty, but it's going to be without him. And now all these DMs are coming out from underage girls that he was messaging inappropriately. And it's just like, oh my God, why are so many of these creative, amazing people? I'm a huge fan of Rick and Morty. Like, Horrible sickos. Like, we see this, whether it's, you know, Woody Allen, Bill Cosby, Roman Polanski, these people that have incredible talent, uh, they do sick and horrible things. And it's like, it's so hard to then separate, like, the art from the artist because, you know, Rick and Morty is a wacky show. And, geez, like, we don't need, like, knowing that the guy who created it, like, you know, was 
beat up his girlfriend and is sending like horrible inappropriate texts to minors like does not make me want to watch the show and apparently I also saw online that he visited Jeffrey Epstein's island and if he's sending inappropriate DMs to minors you could only wonder what he was doing on Jeffrey Epstein's island so I'm glad they got rid of him from the show you know I, I love the show but I, I don't know how to feel about it anymore I, I, I don't know how to feel about it uh, Rick and Morty will be recast with new voice actors it'll be easier for them to do because of course they're traveling through different dimensions and parallel universes and all that so a slight change in the voices uh, I think could be written into the script easily but I still feel like he has tainted the show and all the shows that he's done uh, by you know being a fucking creep do not abuse women do not slide into young girls dms or try to groom them it's just creepy and disgusting and i mean like boo for you justin marlin you created this amazing show uh, a billion dollars in merchandising and everything and then you just want to like take that and be a fucking horrible person with it it's really disgusting and it's really awful and uh yeah i'm really disappointed and upset about it well, it's a lot of disappointment and upset this week. Disappointed in him and just disappointed in, like, you know, like I was saying before, I just want to see more people on the Palestinian Arab side calling out their bad leadership, calling out these militant groups that want to just eradicate Israel. I'm sorry, this fantasy that Israel's just like ever going to like go away, it's just, it doesn't help anybody. We got to find a way to move forward. And we, of course, I'm not saying forget the past. But I'm, we got to use the past as an example of how not to repeat it so we can make a better world for all. Anyways, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, I know this week got really heavy, um, but I appreciate y'all listening. Uh, check me out across social media at Jonathan Randall. <laughs>